This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, another court has struck down the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for federal employees. Some members of Congress want birth control to be covered by the Pentagon. And with tensions rising with Russia, Homeland Security is warning to be on the lookout for any cyber interference from there. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal civilian employees will not face consequences for not getting vaccinated against COVID-19, at least not for the foreseeable future. A Texas judge issued a nationwide injunction on Friday saying the president did not have the authority to implement the mandate. The Justice Department says it plans to appeal the decision. As of last week, 98 percent of federal workers were vaccinated, according to the White House. The Biden administration has already appealed another Texas court ruling that found the Navy can't enforce its vaccine mandate against three dozen sailors who objected on religious grounds. Meanwhile, Justice Department attorneys are also trying to move the case to another court, either D.C., Virginia or California. They argue the lawsuit never belonged in the northern Texas district where it was filed, partly because none of the plaintiffs live there. Lawmakers want input from veterans on their experiences with toxic substances. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. The Defense Department has a long history of toxic substances and health issues. Agent Orange and burn pits are two famous examples of exposures that have harmed military service members. The Veterans Affairs Committee is asking former troops to share their experiences and insight on the disability process. The survey will inform the Honoring Our Pact Act, which is currently in Congress and will expand health benefits for vets exposed to toxic chemicals. The bill will cost more than $300 billion over the next 10 years if it makes it into law. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. Many private insurers cover birth control under their plans. Now lawmakers are trying to achieve cost parity under TRICARE. More than 140 members of Congress are calling on Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin to drop co-pays for contraceptive purchases and services. The lawmakers want Austin to designate birth control as preventative care, which will allow him to waive co-pays without any legislation. For sailors on an 18th century warship, a female crew member would have been tough to imagine. A female commander would have been even harder. But the Navy's oldest vessel is being led by a woman for the first time in its history. Commander Billy Farrell took command of the USS Constitution during a ceremony last week. She'll lead about 80 sailors who help maintain the ship at its current home port in Boston. The Air Force names five wings to lead the service's new force generation model. General Mark Kelly selected the 4th Fighter Wing at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base, the 23rd Wing at Moody Air Force Base, the 55th Wing at Offutt Air Force Base, the 355th Wing at Davis-Montham Air Force Base, and the 366th Fighter Wing at Mountain Home Air Force Base to spearhead the effort. The new force generation model is focused on shifting to wings that are more focused on operations needed for near-peer competition. Agencies are raising urgent warnings about Russian cyber threats to critical infrastructure. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Federal Communications Commission is urging companies to take steps to defend themselves from Russian state-sponsored cyber threats. In a public notice, the FCC is also recommending companies notify the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency about any threats affecting their networks. CISA, the FBI, and the National Security Agency are encouraging the cybersecurity community to be aware of Russian cyber tactics. The warnings come amid tensions along the Russia-Ukraine border. Justin Doubleday, 
Federal News Network. The Department of Homeland Security is gearing up to oversee a major cybersecurity grant program this year. The Infrastructure Investments and Jobs Act included $1 billion to help states and localities improve their cyber defenses. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says DHS plans to distribute about $200 million this year. He said the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is also prepared to dispatch employees to help states and localities improve their network defenses. The Agriculture Department's 100,000 employees are getting an upgraded network to make the delivery of mission services more secure, resilient, and efficient. USDA awarded Lumen Technologies an 11-year, $1.2 billion contract under the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions, or EIS, contract vehicle. Through Lumen, USDA will take advantage of a modern edge computing architecture and fiber connectivity to acquire, analyze, and act on data closer to where it's collected, which will reduce latency and save bandwidth. USDA was one of 15 agencies to receive an F grade under the most recent FATARA scorecard for its progress on the EIS transition. Agencies get some help to make sure their IPv6 networks are secure. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. As agencies work toward the goal of transitioning 20% of their network devices to Internet Protocol version 6 or IPv6 by 2023, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency is offering some new guidance. CISA released details about how IPv6 and the Trusted Internet Connections, or TIC 3.0, can be integrated. The agency also created a crosswalk between IPv6 security considerations and TIC 3.0 capabilities. CISA says the guidance serves as a facilitator of conversations surrounding the protocol so it can determine whether additional guidance may be needed. OMB set several IPv6 goals in a November 2020 memo. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Postal Service is building off several recent high-profile licensing partnerships to branch out into non-fungible tokens of its stamps. USPS recently sold NFTs of images of its Day of the Dead and Santa Claus-themed stamps. Last year, USPS signed licensing deals with Nike and Vans to sell agency-inspired shoes and apparel. USPS in 2019 also reached a deal with Forever 21 to sell a line of USPS-themed clothing. The agency expects to launch about four or five licensing deals. The agency expects to launch about four or five licensing deals later this year. And the Office of Personnel Management issues guidance to implement a $15 an hour minimum wage for federal civilian employees. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. OPM is releasing pay schedules and guidance as part of an executive order President Joe Biden signed on his second day in office. This change impacts 67,000 federal workers, most of whom work for the Defense Department at military bases. It also impacts nearly 10,000 employees at the Veterans Affairs Department and nearly 2,000 staff at the Agriculture Department. Those who benefit include custodial workers, wildland firefighters, and plant protection technicians. OPM Director Kieran Ahuja, in an exclusive commentary on federalnewsnetwork.com, says this will ensure every federal job offers a pathway to the middle class. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply. 